Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Harold. And today we have a fun treat for you guys. Right on, man. I'm stoked to talk about some of these movies, man, and... I guess we kind of threw in some shows, too, that are coming up, but stoked either way to see, you know, kind of how these turn out or really the reception. I'm, I'm excited to see what everybody else thinks about these. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what we're talking about, everybody, we are doing a fun episode. Uh, the live action anime Hollywood, not like remakes, I guess. Like, so it's like. The live animes, la- yeah. There you go. Adaptation. The live action Hollywood anime adaptation movies that uh, are all the rage. I know. Yeah, it was like it's funny, like to see what is like being plucked up to be like adapted. And when we were talking about the ones that you know that had been made or that are coming up, I was pretty surprised. Like the ones I had seen versus the ones I hadn't seen. Like I didn't realize there were so many I hadn't seen yet. I was like, geez. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a ton, man. Like, some of them was just, like, didn't really interest me, I guess. Or, like, some of them I like, was, like, flat out didn't know, like, happened. So it's, like, kind of funny to, like, see which ones. You know, the big ones, of course, I always tried to, like, stay on top of, I guess. But, and then even some more obscure, like, a randomly, one of the obscures we talked about, like, Perfect Blue. Um, that's kind of an outlier, but it was one that, you know, I had the opportunity to screen at Tower Theater. So it was, like... You know, I just happened to know about that one, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's one of those ones where there are, de- and like, some, there's a lot of anime that it's it's ridiculous to try and make, um, especially in, uh, into live action, because, I mean, some of it is just ridiculously hard, or some of it is very, like, um, shoujo-y, or just slice of life, something along those lines which make for really good dramas, but, like, television shows. And that is one thing that Japan does do really, really well, and I'll put Korea in there as well. Um, they are really good about doing, like, manga adaptations and anime adaptations of, uh, I mean, for, uh, sorry, live-action adaptations uh, of film and TV show for their anime and manga properties. Uh, I mean, that's, like, all over the place. Like, you can literally pop on Netflix, go into, like, the drama section, like, foreign stuff, and you can find 17 things that are off of an anime or off of a manga. Um, And some of them, like, have really good production values and, like, are really, really good. Like, here is Greenwood. Uh, It's a a great anime starring Mr. Johnny Young Bosch. Uh, (laughs) And I think Kirby Morrow as well. Like, somehow Kirby Morrow always you know slithers his way into our podcasts but i believe right. he is in there as well um man it is it is cool to see i remember you talked to me about that like how um domestically they do that quite a bit like uh, some adaptations that maybe they just like aren't as popular over here or they don't maybe maybe they don't make it over here they they don't ever do like a sub or you yeah, know, especially if they're I, not, if they do a sub, they're definitely not doing a dub. So it's like yeah, tough definitely. to catch yeah, some it's of one them. Of those like with with Netflix, you get a lot more of that, like uh, stuff that's coming over here. Like uh, 
off the top of my head, uh, I believe it's uh, Mr. Hedgehog, I believe is what it is. It's based on a manga. Um, there are there are tons of other manga out there that are basically the same type of genre. But, I mean, yeah, kind of going back to Heroes Greenwood, like, that has, like, a full, like, actual musicians in that, like, good singers and everything. They almost make it into, like, a musical-esque type of thing. So, I mean, like, they go pretty hardcore with it. Um, yeah, so man, like, it looks pretty. Like stuff like that some of them are dope. just like it's just crazy the ones that end up happening and like they're just that's like the, one of the things I like about anime is like the 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 aspect that you know there's literally something out there for everyone. So that's like exactly. one of the main draws is like there's just such a crazy difference in things. Like um, mm-hmm. uh, I remember you know I'd, I'd had Graham on um, Graham Thompson. And he had talked about how he was a fan of um, Your Lie in April. Yeah. And it's just, like, crazy because I'd never really, like, paid attention to that one. But it was just like, man, like, there's just, like, you know, from everything from sports to marching band to, you know, cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy, like, the amount of stuff. I mean, but if you think about it, it's just, like, it's just, like, any television you grew up, like, grew up with. There's, like, a show for everyone. There's kids shows, adult shows. But... It's just interesting to see it all in like in that same medium. Well, see, it's weird because like you don't you don't get a lot of that with American television. True. Like, how many soccer related uh, cartoons do you remember growing up? See, yeah, I don't remember like a cartoon definitely, but yeah, Captain Subasa. Like, I watched that. You know what was funny about that one specifically was like I never watch that like i never watched it in america when i lived in mexico i watched it with uh with spanish it was like it had a spanish dub so it's a japanese cartoon that was in spanish but i was watching it for the first time and i'm an american so it was like such an interesting like crossover like (laughs) such a crazy like roundabout way to watch a show for the first time you know I mean, that happens because uh, we were with uh, uh, James in uh, that, uh, what episode was I on where he was in? It Was it the Toonami episode? Oh, uh, was that with Mike or was that with James? It was Mike and James. Yeah, I think that was a, was that a Toonami? I think that was that Toonami throwdown that we did. Yeah, because like, cause he was talking about how he was watching stuff uh, in, I can't remember... Uh, what language that he was watching. And he was watching anime in... It wasn't Thai, was it? No, but I remember because it was, like, super far ahead of, like, where we were, right? Yeah, and so he was watching this stuff, like, like before, like, in another language while he was here. And it was, like... So he was an American speaking English, but also speaking his other language, watching a Japanese (laughs) anime. But he was watching it in the other language... It's like, no, it's yeah, so, it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the, and like, yeah, like, that's the thing that Japan has, like, Japan definitely has something for everybody. And so like, you can always just like, hey, you want to watch a basketball anime, you can watch a basketball anime, you want to watch a football anime, guess what, they have American football anime in Japan. Uh, you want to watch soccer, they got soccer, you want baseball, they got baseball. Like they have, they got you want tennis, they got tennis. Dude, they literally, I think they've just, like, gone through every sport, and they're like, let's make a badminton anime, like... I wouldn't... It, I, 
they're made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they've done do, like do everything. You want drifting like... the anime? Guess what? They have initial D. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's nuts yeah, it's like, for sure. Do you want an anime about a bunch of kids trying to learn high school band? You want that? Guess what? They have it. Man, for real. It's like it's so cool, like how accessible it is, and like I don't know. It must be like something with the culture too, like. It, it, because definitely here like you know we've talked about it you've been on my show before and we've we've talked about how it's like you know you're not necessarily like the cool kid if you liked anime growing up here in america but like it's it it had to have been so interesting to have that ingrained in your culture from the beginning like someone growing up in japan because it's just like you know that's like the way of life there it's just like an accepted thing so it must be really interesting you know what i mean especially to have like you know shows that you basically grow up with like you go from watching ones that are like really kid oriented to young adult oriented to teenager to adult like you're you know literally have like a touch point your entire life like for something that you can latch on to at you know different ages yeah it's it's definitely one where like the it's just so cool the amount of stuff I mean, especially living now, like, can you imagine trying to live, like, growing up in, like, the 50s? No, man, I can't even like, imagine. I, 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 don't, I don't know, like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there were people that grew up in the 50s, and uh, they're not listening to this, so uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I can get away with it. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, there's, there's so many cool things out there, and it just, I, it's, it's just one of those, like, we live in like the perfect time, right? Like, for real, like everything is like this is this is a good this is a good area right now. We live in a good time to watch all of these super cool things. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we. I had you on that show or on that episode that we did when we were talking about, you know, basically like the best show on Toonami, and I think that was such a pivotal like entry point for a lot of people getting into anime, especially. Like around our age, because that's just like, I mean, that literally brought like a whole wave of anime to people that, you know, otherwise probably wouldn't ever heard about it. Because, you know, just as a kid, you're watching Cartoon Network just by default, because, you know, that's just what you watch. And then to have like this whole wave of like a different type of show, you know, because up to that point, I mean, we have like Monster of the Week type stuff like Power Rangers, which, you know, in in and of itself is like, you know, the from japan like originally but to have it like in an animation format and to have such a variety of shows because like i mean it was bangers too like you had gundam wing sailor moon dragon ball z like that's just those three are just three vastly different um shows and just to have those like be the entry point for a lot of people which is why those shows resonate with so many people is that you know that's just like the introduction and it was like the people's first experience with anime it's so crazy like the their toonami's influence is just like crazy for this generation i i completely agree um okay so kind of going off of that let's talk about uh when hollywood gets a hold of said anime and what they do with it right man yeah it's it's funny like to see like we were just talking earlier about like which ones get adapted and which ones don't but I don't know if it's just like I'm cynical or just like I don't take the time to watch a lot of them. But 
so, you know, mo- I have to admit, like, most of the time I'll see that they're adapting something and I'm like, ugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I-, I hate to write stuff off before I check it out, but it's like, like, dang it, I don't want freaking Dragon Ball Evolution to happen again. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, so let- let's kind of, let's just start with that one. So uh, I- I'm going to, I mean, and obviously we've probably missed some. But I'm going to name off some uh, Hollywood anime adaptations uh, for movies, not really TV shows. Um, so I want you to tell me if you've seen these. All right, right on. Uh, so first one, first one that comes comes up all the time in any of these type of things, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. I was definitely excited about that when it came out too. Uh, Death Note. I haven't seen. I've seen like that they have it on Netflix, but I haven't well, here, watched here, it. Let, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, all right, cool. Let me let me find my stuff here. Uh, all right, so Dragon Ball Evolution, starring Justin Chatwin, James Marsters, Ch- uh, Chow Young Fat, and Emmy Rossum. Well, see, it's like a kind of a decent cast though too like i remember justin was it chat chatwin what's his name justin chatwin yeah i remember he was like he played tom cruise's son in like war of the worlds or something (laughs) and i remember like that movie was pretty cool i thought so it was just like oh yeah like i remember this guy and you know i I have to admit like the thing that you hear about now a lot is like whitewashing and i have to admit that was something i didn't even think about whenever uh I had seen that they were doing this movie and that he was playing Goku. I was like, it just never, I don't know if it was just like something of like, it wasn't my experience or it wasn't something I was what, thinking was one of. It was those ones like, it, it was one of the first ones that like actually, because I mean, honestly, the first uh, Hollywood anime adaptation that I ever remember hearing about um, was Guyver. Uh, right on. From like 1991, maybe? I think it was actually <laughs> well before that. I want to say it was like in the 80s. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, dude. It was, uh, it's old. Um, and I think it was just called, uh, yeah, I think it was like Giver or The Giver or something along those lines. It was old. It was, it was an, it was an old movie. Um, but the only thing, it, like, it did have Mark Hamill in it. Oh, wow, like, Mark dang. Mark Hamill was the draw. Yeah, for sure, that's crazy. Like, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, the Giver, but he was definitely, like, he, I think it was Max, I believe, and then the other, yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was, like, the, the, like, the steel on there. It's like, we got Mark Hamill. Right, he was, like, was, the marquee. Yes, basically. Like, he is like, oh, Mark Hamill, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I guess, like, if we want to go from uh, after after Dragon Ball Evolution, let's kind of go into some Death Note, starring Nat Wolf, uh, Lakeith Stanford, and Margaret Qualley. See, I, I don't, and, like, I've had people on and that have talked about this movie. I haven't seen it, but from what... I had read about it and, like, seen, like, uh, or talked to friends about it or whatever. Um, they'd kind of changed the story up to be in America, right? So it's kind of like a, yes. I don't know. That's kind of, it's so tough because it's, like, such this thin line of, like, is this whitewashing? But it's, like, adapting a story to your country. Like, it'd be like if, if, if like, 
you know, Mexico took it, and then everyone in the in the movie was Mexican. It's like, well, that makes sense for that country. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I heard I mean, that. You know, there's a lot of people that had a, had qualms with that, but it was just like for me, I was like, man, this kind of makes sense. It's like a thing of like adapting it to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, on that one, they they did. T- I mean, I wish they wouldn't have named the stu- they named him Light. I thought that was like a something like you could have done something you could have called him leo you could have called him something literally anything other than light and it would have been fine because what kind of a name is light like that's just that's a stupid name um but yeah i mean like that is one thing and and i have seen it like the majority of the ones that we're gonna i'm gonna name off i've seen at one point or another um with death note the way that i look at that one is it is definitely a, it's set in America. It is it is it is fully American, uh, right. except I think that they do use Kira in there, which I thought was a little bit weird. They literally could have called him like the Reaper or something. Um, just anything because like Kira just sound like having the Americans do it just se- sounds weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um. But yeah, with that one, it's one of those people like it's not it's not faithful to the source material, right? But it's like yeah, but neither was the Attack on Titan live action movie. Remember that steaming pile of garbage and that came. <laughs> well, from you'll Japan. always get those people too that'll like if this yeah, if like, it doesn't it has, line it up exactly with, with what I anime. think it should be, then I'm disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like well, I mean. That's that's the problem when you have uh what is that it's a what 16 vo- 17 volume manga and what more than 24 episodes of the anime and you try and condense that into 2 hours it's like you got to cut stuff you'll always have those like anime purists that want everything but i mean it, you just can't do it and honestly if you have somebody that watches the movie that doesn't know anything about the anime or the manga, they're gonna think it's fine. Cause like no, I, yeah, I've, for I've sure. had people, I've had people like uh, my mom. She watched it and she was like, oh, "Hey, I watched this Death Note thing. I think you may really like it." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I've, I've watched it." And she was <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's good." And I was like, "You have no idea what that is." And she was like, "No, it just sounded cool." So I was like, "All right." So didn't even have That's to tell funny. her, but like, "Hey, go watch this anime thing." Because if like, I would have told her to go watch this anime thing, she wouldn't have watched it. Right. That's funny for her to, like, talk to you. It's always funny when someone talks to you about something you know about. You're like, I'm familiar. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then we have, uh, in 2008, in all of its glory, we have Speed Racer. Starring seen... Emile Hirsch, Matthew yes. Fox, and Christina Ricci. Man, I have seen this one, and I know this movie got a lot of crap when it came out, but, like... It's actually um, bad. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks beautiful, too. It's the Wachowski siblings, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, like, the style is amazing. And I don't know if you've, like, tried to watch Speed Racer recently, but, man, I was trying to get into it just to watch it to... Uh, I guess I'd had on and talked about how much they liked it, and it was, like, one of these things that was, like, uh, you know, real big that they watched when they were kids... So I was like, well, let me try to watch, like, you know, 10, 10, 12 episodes of this. And, man, I got, like, partway into one episode. And I was just like, man, this is rough. 
Dude, the series is not good. It is not good at all. Nah, yeah, it was, like, man, uh, it was real bad, I have to admit. And it's like one of those things is like, is this good because it's good objectively or is this good because I have nostalgia for it? You know what I mean? The, it's definitely the nostalgia. Right. Because um, like I remember watching that when I was a kid and it was like on like Boomerang and stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this. <laughs> yeah, um, even as a kid, you're like, this is rough. <laughs> right. like, I, I wonder how that movie is. I wonder if that movie holds up. Because I remember it was very bright and very colorful. Oh, yeah, man. It was... I just remember the style being, like, yeah. bonkers. And, you know, I'm I'm neutral on Emil Hirsch. Matthew Fox has been in some good stuff. Um, and then Christina Ricci was, like, kind of a crazy casting frame. But I was just like, hey, man, this is tight. Um, yeah, see, I, I, I like Emil Hirsch. Like, uh, of the three things that I know him from, uh, The Girl Next Door speed racer and uh he replaced anton yelchin in troll hunters Those oh are the right things huh. i know emil hirsch from i uh i remember him from alpha dog i don't know if you remember that movie was he an alpha dog yeah he was like hollywood or whatever that guy's name was oh snap uh like the guy the main guy that was like kidnapped so the he, dude's brother so he so he killed emil hirsch i mean no, sorry what? he killed anton yelchin Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was Anton Yelchin. <laughs> oh, no. Their paths yes. crossed. So, like, if you want to... Well, not in like, real life. Uh, I mean, if, he didn't if, push if, his if, Jeep. Yeah, no. I mean, if you want to do, like, a six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon with Emil Hirsch and Anton Yelchin, you'd be like, Alpha Dog's done. That's <laughs> crazy. I didn't even think about that. And then that they were on that... He, like, replaced him as on that show. That's wild. Yeah, wow. That's, I just thought about that now, and I was like... Like, when you said Alpha Dogs, it's like, oh, Anton was in Alpha Dogs. Right, yeah, he was the little brother, and then Justin Timberlake was in that movie, too. And God, and then they killed him, and you were like, yeah, Christmas, you didn't need to kill him. I know, it was so sad, too. I was just like, dang it. Yeah, that's, oh. What a bad, oh, God, what a bad way to end that movie. Just, I know. Like, they shoot him, and you're like, why? Why did you, why? He was, he was fine. Yeah, it's not, He's especially. Tell nobody. If you, uh, if you, yeah, if you don't know the story, especially like how that movie ends up, like you're super like shocked about it. But yeah, I remember Emil Hirsch being in that and thinking, you know, I was like, well, this guy's not bad. You know what I mean? Who's good in that movie? And then, uh, such a random casting for Speed Racer. But then I, I say that, but then it's like, well, who would be not a random casting? You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of who they would have cast in that, that I'd be like, that makes sense. You know? I don't know, man. Some sort of monkey to be the monkey. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, let's see. And then we've got then we've got one that was never an anime. Um, it was straight. Uh, it was only a. Uh, it was a manga. Um, Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat. Yes. They changed the name. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, I remember this. I actually didn't know that it was a manga, and uh, someone told me that. Because I was a big fan of that movie, Edge of Tomorrow. And um, th- after hearing about that it was a manga, I was like, what? Like, that's so crazy. I think Brian Brian Winkler was the one that told me about it. That oh, really? he really enjoyed that story and that he was like, dude, this was a manga originally. I was like, what? But, oh, uh, and sorry, the cast for Edge of Tomorrow. Tom oh, right, Cruise, right. Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and Brendan Gleeson. That's some heavy hitters, my guy. Oh, yeah. Emily Emily Blunt's my gal, though. 
Oh man, like I like honestly, probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise roles too. Oh yeah, like, it's, not it's only great. Is he funny in that? And Tom Cruise isn't usually funny. He's usually in these more serious roles. But like, right. I thought he was really, really good in that. He was good at dying for sure. He yeah. was fantastic at dying. <laughs> that was the part that got me. Like the Groundhog Day version or uh, aspect of it was like cracking me up. Like and just Bill Paxton all the time. Yeah, seeing him like get further and further. You know, like mm-hmm. remembering what happens. Like and basically getting it down to a pattern. Like of like that uh that battle or whatever cracked me up. Yeah, but it was just like was super good. interesting. But yeah, that's cool, man. I, I I didn't realize until after I'd watched the movie that uh, that that was adapted from a manga. And I think Edge of Tomorrow is getting a, a sequel. I would love for it to get a sequel. I thought I read about that, but it could have been fake news. Who knows? I was also like, that, that movie came out in, what, 2014? Yeah, it was probably five it's, years it's, ago now. It's yeah. been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Since I watched Tom Cruise <laughs> die and die again. Yeah, see? Mm. They don't make songs. Um, then we have 2019. So this year, we have Alita Battle Angel, Angel starring Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, and Marshala Ali. Man, see, like, I didn't end up going to watch this. I didn't have, I wasn't someone that had, like, nostalgia or, like, was really aware of, like, the Alita, like, the story or anything. But I almost went and saw it just based on the cast. Like, Mahershala Ali, Christoph Waltz. Like, dang, those are some hitters, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, I remember, okay, so my first taste of Alita uh, Battle Angel was, uh, did you ever watch the AMV Hell videos? Like, a uh, long time ago. That sounds familiar. Like, I want to say it was AMV Hell 3. Was that, like, a compilation supercut yes, type of yeah, thing? It, okay. It, yeah, it was, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 30 minutes to an hour long. And it's just a bunch of these little, like, AMVs and, like, funny things. And there was there was one with, like... <laughs> uh, the two that I really remember, like, there, there were Cowboy Bebop ones where uh Juliet gets shot and it's an um what you say oh my uh, god which is, which is pretty funny uh little Mogan heap uh god. and then there was another one where she gets shot and then she like falls in Spike's arms and he's like I just died in your arms tonight oh my and god so cringe thinking about uh, that now god that's so bad yeah it's so bad but yeah what they, what they showed was they showed uh this one like it was like in, in the anime uh, like they're running up this thing because they're trying to make their way up to up to the, like the the elysium basically in the sky um and there's these like magnet rings and they're like they come and they hit the one kid like the boy and his like arms like everything but like one of his arms falls off like his, he's got like his torso, his head, his in one arm, and like Alita runs in and she like grabs him, and then like he's he's holding on, but then like his uh, little servos break and he falls and he smiles um, as he falls because yeah, and it's just like aw, and and they put that in the movie and I was so spoilers, 
I was so happy that they put that in the <laughs> movie. I was like, yes. I, I was sitting there and I was like, I wonder if they're going to do this. This and one they, part, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and then they did it and I was like, nostalgia for AMVL3. So well, that's the, isn't that funny that it's like the smallest things that stick out to us? And yeah. I'm pretty guilty of that too, that it's like this really small, insignificant piece. And I'm like, I swear to God, if they don't include this, I'm done. Like, it's so funny, like, just little insignificant stuff like that, for sure. And it's all set to bring me to life by Evanescence. Basically, yes. <laughs> um, it's just a wake me up. <laughs> the the uh, goofy one. <laughs> I can't wake up. Yeah, oh man, it's great. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh then there was also in also in 2014. This one this one's a little bit more of an acquired taste because the anime is rough, like perfect blue level rough, Jeez. like almost Bible black level rough in a couple places. Like it gets it gets it gets weird. Talking um, about you talking about kite? Yes, kite. I was like, I'm like, I've ever seen that anime, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen just clips, but it's like, my God, this is like mezzo forte level. Yes, it's very, it's very mezzo forte. Um, (laughs) See, what what I thought was weird, because like back, back in the good old days of AT&T U-verse, Funimation had the Funimation channel and they would put, it was all like, it was straight up the Funimation channel and they would play anime 24 seven. Like if you wanted to watch anime, they would play it, and they would always play a series, and you would get to watch that series basically from start to finish. They do like five, like like two or three episodes of it, and then two or three episodes of something else, and then two or three episodes of something else, um, and then probably usually put like on like an anime movie. But it was like the Funimation library, so it was like Summer Wars or. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other movies that they put on there, like the like the Soccer Wars movies. Um, they would put they would play the crap out of Trigon's Badlands Rumble. Oh like they yeah. would play all of these really cool animes that they had the license to. And then they decided that they were they said, Screw that. Um, nobody's watching this, even though I was watching it and I'm sure others were. Um, another thing about it, there were zero commercials. Ooh, that's clutch. There were no commercials at all. It was phenomenal. So, like, you would have something, and it would go from, like, 15 to 15. Like, that would be your hour. So, like, nothing would ever start, like, between, like, 1 and 1.30. It'd be, like, 1 to 1.25, and then 1.26 to whatever time and whatever time. So, like, all of the times were basically, like, yeah, they kind of... I mean, they, they would pop promos if it was, like, at a really weird time slot so like if they wanted to like move it up a little bit of an extra hour i mean right. uh, of like an extra couple minutes they would pop like a little promo it's like coming soon to the funimation channel this 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 and this it's like all right we wasted a minute and a half <laughs> yeah here you go they're trying and to like they carry from like 128 to 130 exactly like, so like they, they would do stuff like that and but yeah like no commercials like it was great it was fantastic um and then they decided screw that we're gonna have toku which was like all a bunch of live action stuff. Like they took like the majority of the anime and got rid of it except for all. And and the best part about the Funimation stuff, it was all dubbed. 
It was all oh, done nice. all the time. And then they got Toku, and they're like, here's everything subbed. And I was like, but why? <laughs> um, and then, like, right before it was about to cancel Toku, they had Kite on, and I watched Kite. And I was like, what the heck is going <laughs> on here? And what's worse, it was the uncensored Kite. Really? Uns- like, they would do, like, Kite, and then Kite uncensored. Like, right after it my god and you're like oh my goodness so like i was i watched kite uncensored and i'm like oh what in the world but did it have like a did it have like a disclaimer or something or yes it, yeah they they always like yeah funimation was really good about that whenever they had something on there that was going to be like on all of their anime they always put a rating they always put like a tvpg tvma tvt um or i think there was there was like yt or whatever um, so, like, they would always put something, and they would put what's in it. Like, this is rated, like, Trigun. It's like, this is rated MA for violence and some swearing. Right, There's no yeah. nudity in it, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're fine there. It's not like Tenchi Muyo War on Geminar, where they're like, oh, yeah, we, there's stuff in there, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they, I mean, yeah, like, Funimation's really good about that. And, like, they did do that going into Toku, because it was basically the exact same thing. So they would pop, you know, what all's in there. So then when you got that, you'd be like, oh, snap, yeah, we're getting stuff. Lord have mercy, are we getting stuff? Um, and Toku, I believe, also had, like, commercials, which kind of sucked, too. Um, but no, yeah, so it had everything, and you're watching it, and you're like, oh, Lord, this is a... My eyes shouldn't see this. Man, that's bananas i didn't know that they were showing like the uncensored like usually you have to like yeah, look online for that or whatever yeah they go hardcore um but uh speaking of that in 2014 uh they made it a they made kite in america um if, if you also if you don't know the story of kite after her cop father is killed a young woman tracks the murderer down with the help of his ex-partner which is technically true um, but it stars Indiana <laughs> Eastley and uh, Samuel Jackson as Sam Jackson was in Sam that. Sam Jackson, yes. Oh my God! Um, it also does not go half as crazy as the anime because I literally don't think you can. Right? Yeah. I mean, I there's mean, only so much you can do, like in a yeah. on the film like that. Yeah. And good for it. But guys, uh, I'm telling you. Don't look up Kite, and if you do have to look it up because you're worried, make sure your safe search is on. So, <laughs> yeah, like, get that private browser. Yes, make sure, like, something, because it is rough. Um, so we'll leave Kite, uh, and then we'll go, okay, this this is this one's a little bit, um, not 100% the same, but technically is. It's, uh... I put Black Swan on here. Oh, starring right. Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis, Vincent Castle, and uh, Winona Ryder. Only because it's it's one of those that, even though it's not an anime movie, there's enough stuff taken from Perfect Blue that Black Swan is basically the exact same movie. Right. Yeah, that I uh, I think 
I think uh, Darren Aronofsky did Black Swan, correct? Yes. And I think that he literally like bought the license to Perfect Blue and like verbatim lifted scenes from it for Black yeah, Swan. There, 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 there are very there, there. I know there are three scenes in particular, if not more, that are literally the exact same scene. Yeah, it was. I know he'd done that for. And also for a Requiem for a Dream, scenes were lifted from that. I know there's uh, Mima, I think, is the main character. She's, like, in the bath or something. like, And basically in the fetal position in the bath. And in Requiem for a Dream, there's that exact same scene with Jennifer Connelly. Like, people have done side-by-sides. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so nuts that this movie had that much of an influence on, you know, something that became uh, something that was, you know, released to like a mainstream audience here in america yeah it's it's one of those where you're like i don't know how you could do this i mean if if you're gonna do it just do you could have just done perfect blue right yeah i mean like like it's one of those ones where because it involves a uh she is she an idol or an actress or she idol actress She's like so in Perfect Blue. She starts off as a singer. She's like in a in a basically like a girl band, like pop band, and then she quit. She quits the pop band to become an actress, like on a. It's basically kind of like a crime show there in Japan, but yeah, it just kind of chronicles her like journey and like it's just like an interesting look into the human psyche because like the way that and you know I'm also a big fan of Satoshi Kon's work just in general, yes. but. His like his way of kind of addressing and showing, you know, the way that traumatic events have an impact on our psyche is just insane to me. And th- the way that he did those scenes are just really cool. Like she'll be in the grocery store and like rounding a corner, and instead of rounding the corner to like the other part of the store, she's like on stage. And so it's like that line between reality and uh, fantasy is just like so blurred that you don't know. Like, there's a lot of times when the audience doesn't know, like, is this, like, are we, is this real right now? Or is this, like, a, a scene in her show? Like, what's going on? Like, you're not really sure because she's not sure because it's like that, you know, that it's just showing, like, her deterioration mentally. It's super insane, man. Like, I love that movie. It's It, it tackles some really tough stuff for sure. And I could see why it was, like, more of a, because, you know, over there, over in Japan, it's like the pop the pop idol thing is super huge and like that's part of their culture for sure. So I can see that not really translating over here. And so it made a, it made it made a lot of sense to me that he kind of adapted it to like that ballet like cutthroat type of like dance story, you know. And yeah. so it, it was yeah, an interesting pull for sure. Like like you were saying it's not necessarily an anime movie, but it takes enough themes from Perfect Blue that I think, you know, you could definitely make a case for it. Yeah, oh, and and this one, oh boy, this one's gonna be bad. Um, this was, oh boy, um, it was the Gundam twentieth anniversary project. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, this one, kids, if you want to look this this awfulness up, um, do it. Uh, so I mean, this technically is Canadian. Okay, Not so we can't. We, we don't. We don't have to take this L. Then we'll send that up I to mean, our we, uh, our mates up we, north. I think we still take this L <laughs> because it's the West, 
it's north america oh fair enough right um so basically what happened was for the 20th anniversary of the franchise they decided to do um they decided to do a live action gundam movie so it's like it's basically just called g savior the movie However, it's like official thing is like Mobile Suit Gundam G Savior. Man. And it is it's it's a work of art. <laughs> work of fart more like. It's uh oh lord. Uh this came out in like 2000, like December 2000. Um oh lord, it's ooh. Um yeah, it's just it's it's not good. It's it's just not good at all. Well, it's just, it's so tough. Some of these, like you were saying earlier, man, like, I think you said it perfect. It's, like, super tough to adapt some of these to, like, the big screen or, like, a live action. Like, it's tough to do it not animated, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, dude. Like, we've seen some good adaptations for, like, a mecha, I guess, like, in, in Pacific Rim, I thought was pretty good. Um but man, it's tough to do something like Gundam, which really technically Pacific Rim is probably more similar to like Evangelion because it's like the whole psychic connection with the with the machine and everything. But um, yeah. man, it it is tough. And I think you said it perfectly earlier. Like it's it's just not gonna be as good as it could be if it was animated, you know? Yeah, and it's it's definitely one where it's like. I tried to find it. I really, really did try to find it. And I couldn't. <laughs> like, I, cu- I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, if I was going to get it on, like, eBay, it was going to take, like, three weeks to get to me. And I was like, I don't right. I don't have three weeks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just one of those where you're like, hey, like, I could do it, but at the same time, should I? Should I do that? <laughs> You're like, but how about gnaw? Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, and then uh, we can kind of end it up on the this is this is a movie that came out recently. This was 2017, uh, 2017's own Ghost in the Shell, starring Carlos, starring Scarlett Johansson. Um, gonna butcher this name. Uh, Pilu Azbiak, Azbek, Azbak, <laughs> um, Takashi Kitano, and Juliet Binoche, 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 Binoche sounds fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's probably how it is. It's B-I-N-O-C-H-E. It's probably Binoche. Um, but yeah, so I, like... I watched this before we recorded because I haven't, I hadn't seen this movie. I had wanted to, but I never saw it. And you have not seen this movie, correct? Right. Yeah. I never, it was like one of those ones I mentioned, like I never really had like a desire to see a live action of this one. And this movie got so much flack just for casting alone that right. most people didn't even give it the light of day. And going on and reading like, uh, scores and everything that this series has, everything that they're saying, like the majority of what they're saying, is because of the casting choices. Right. Yeah. I'd Not say about that's... the movie itself. 
Yeah, I think that is the majority of it, which people got hung up quite a bit on that. Like, that to, to be honest with you, that wasn't really, like, my hang-up with it. It was just that Ghost in the Shell, I don't know if you ever watched, like, Standalone Complex or any oh, of the movies yeah. or anything, but, like, that has such a unique style that I was just like, man, like, I really don't see them pulling this off in a way that I think would do this justice. So it's just like, eh. But, like, the the casting thing is just, like, the the point of the story is that you know not everything is as it seems and that you know the the these characters are essentially robots like in place of the, the whole it's i mean the basis of the show is that the consciousness is a ghost and the body itself is the shell so it's the ghost in the shell like it doesn't me- to me it just didn't seem like the heart of it wasn't like the physical body itself but you know, yeah. rather that that relationship of consciousness and what what is what is sentience, what what constitutes humanity, like that was like the take on it for me. But yeah, like as far as like what my qualms were with why I didn't go watch it, was just like, well, you know, I it's kind of like that thing of like I had something in mind of like what I want it to be at. at you know, I kind of I don't know if it's unrealistic expectations, but it was just like I knew it it wouldn't hit the quality of what I thought it should be. So I was just like, eh, I'm just like one I skipped out on. Well, see, here's the thing with it. It's very much like Death Note, where, like, in, in Ghost in the Shell, she is Major Kusaragi. Right. In this, she's just the Major. Oh, okay. Like, they huh. don't use, they don't use the, like, the Japanese, like, unless I miss something, but I, I don't believe they ever call her Kusanagi, like, at all. Like, there's no Kusanagi, like, none of that. Um, and Bato, it's like, like, that can be, that, I don't even think that's, I don't think Bato is Japanese. Uh, right. It sounds Slavic. Like, um, say it really does, yeah, they call him yeah, Robert or something, probably. It's, a, it's, it's one of the names on, in Star Wars. It's, yeah. It's Bato. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's like, I, I, I don't know, um, I, I I get the whitewashing that people are saying or were, were saying about the movie, but at the same time, I'm like, yes, but it's also different enough, and they're not saying that she's Japanese. It's 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 not like that. Uh, whatever that movie was with, uh, um, oh shoot, what was what's her name? Uh, who was in Hunger Games? uh katniss or what's her name jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence it's not like jennifer lawrence where she's playing like what what was it what was that in the the hawaii film that she played like she was like a half japanese oh my god i don't remember that at all like straight up like white (laughs) um so that mean that's whitewashing for sure Yeah, that is definitely whitewashing this it's like here's the thing though she is a she is a robot like she's she's an android like, right. let's, let's keep that in mind. She's an android here, and she's just called the Major. Like, did you guys watch Altered Carbon? The guy's name is Takeshi Kovac, and right. he's the whitest, most Scandinavian <laughs> dude in the world, and his name is Takeshi. Yeah, fair enough. But, I, I don't know. But, I mean, they, they explain that one a little bit better in the series than you know just the casting of it right man but i mean as a sci-fi film 
and like if like straight as a sci-fi film ghost in the shell is a good movie yeah i like, agree i mean it's, it's, for sure re- it's really really good like the action scenes are really well done the effects are holy crap the effects are fantastic um the story is a little um but i mean that's sci-fi in general i mean you can't there's not like a good like straight sci-fi movie that's like this is 100 percent perfect right no plot holes unless it's starship troopers well they have like (laughs) zero plot holes in it at all um well yeah the perfect movie yeah i get what you're saying though like as a sci-fi concept like I didn't think about it before that till you just phrase it in that exact way. But as a sci-fi film, for sure, like that's a yeah, great and it's, and it's idea. Executed, it's executed so well as a sci-fi film. But yeah, the casting it just made people not watch it, and it's a it's a shame that nobody watched that film. It's, yeah, huh? It it's real. It, it it is a shame. It's just sad. Um. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just a. And then there's uh, Avatar the Last Airbender which isn't technically a anime but I mean you ruined it M9. <laughs> well I mean that's a well it was American, right? I mean it was yeah, wasn't that created was, here M. so that was Shyamalan. Yep, that's Hollywood. Or I meant the 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 animated series was yeah, American. Yeah, I mean technically it was like it's it's American, but I believe at least I know The Legend of Korra. I don't know about all of Avatar, but I know that a, a Korean animation studio did uh Korra. Oh, right. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised, right on. If uh, you know, if Avatar was done that way, but I mean, again, it's also a straight up American, right? Cartoon series, which technically isn't an anime, but it is in like considered anime in some circles, right? Well, American anime, I guess. You know, it's yeah. there's certain things I consider American anime, just that like Justice League is along those lines. Samurai it's Jack. like our our equivalent of American or of anime. Yeah, definitely Samurai yeah. Jack stuff like that. Uh, the original Teen Titans. Yeah, I mean, like that is so anime inspired. Like it's definitely because that's Glenn Fukunaka, I believe. I could be wrong. I could be butchering his name as well. <laughs> but I'm not looking it up because I'm lazy. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, there there are good ones. There are obviously not good ones. Giver. Um, Mobile Suit, <laughs> Gundam, G-Savior, whatever. Um, oh, and I guess, okay, so this one, this one's weird. So, I put on here, in our list, The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I saw so that. This, so, this is, a... A, this is a weird one. So, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it makes sense, though. Like, I didn't, until you had mentioned it, I was just like, man, like, that is really true. And this is the one with, like, Denzel and Chris Pratt and all them, right? Well, I mean, there's the one with Denzel and Chris Pratt, and then there's the, like, original one? Oh, is there one, like, like, in the the 60s or something? Yeah, I think it was well before the 60s. It may have been the 50s. Uh, The the Magnificent Seven, like, the Western? The original Western? Uh, 1960. 
Oh, okay, yeah, I thought it was the Yul 60s. Brenner, Steve McQueen, and Charles Bronson. Freaking Steve McQueen, dude. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a TV show, and Michael Bean was in it. What? <laughs> Shout out to Michael Bean. There's a lot of layers to this one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so the Magnificent Seven, um, if you, if you don't know, is basically a, uh, uh, an American Western version of, um, Seven Samurai by, uh, Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Um, so yeah, he was, I believe he was the writer and the director on that. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. And the seven samurai, uh, did get an English, it's, it's had a bunch of anime adaptations before. Um, but one of, I believe it's most popular anime adaptation was, uh, samurai seven, where it was basically the exact same, you know, premise of Sa- uh, Seven Samurai, but there were like it was like in like a future esque, so there are like robots and like mechs, ooh, and that's everything. Tight. So like there's samurai and everything, but then there's also like mechs and everything that's there. So it was pretty, that's pretty lit. Yeah, it it's a really good show. Um, I would say go back in time and watch it on the Funimation channel, like Josh did. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I don't have that luxury. You sir. don't have that luxury. But I do believe Funimation may still have the rights to it. So if you have a Funimation account, go check. Oh, it out. very or, tight. Yeah. Or Crunchyroll, if you want to be one of those plebeians and do everything on Crunchyroll. Right on. <laughs> but watch the dub because dub is great. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so I put, I put Magnificent Seven on here because it is a remake of a Japanese film. So, like, the last one that you could say was Seven of, uh, was, uh, Samurai Seven came out in, oh, geez, that was, like, 2004, maybe? Um, and then the newest Magnificent Seven that came out in 2017, I believe, with, you know, Denzel and Chris Pratt. Right, right. So, I put it on there. It's it's a weird one to put on there, but I put it on there anyway because YOLO, right? Well, I think it makes sense, man. It's just like, I don't know. I think like the through line on a lot of these is that, especially if they're you know quote unquote Americanized, is that that there's something in the story that is appealing to a mass audience. You know what I mean? Like yes. at the core of the story is something that you know that is going to stand out or is going to grab people or is going to get people's attention. Like that is the reason that I think they do these adaptations because they're like, you know, they see it or interact with it in some way. And they're like, you know what? There's something there that we could take this thing. That's really kind of like a, a niche thing and push it to like a wide audience. And, you know, a lot of it's just, they want to make money off of it, which I get that, but it's cool to see a story that you really love distributed to like a, completely different audience that maybe wouldn't have heard about it or gotten to see it any other way uh yeah i agree um all right so um there are problems with uh taking an anime and making it into a live action but you can get really good things out of that too like with alita you can get really good movies uh same with Ed- edge of tomorrow you can get really good movies off of it, or you can get Dragon Ball Evolution. Which here's the, okay, so here's here's my thing. Uh, I, I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna play devil's advocate uh, advocate with Death Note and 
uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. So okay. Dragon Ball Evolution. So here, here's the thing with Dragon Ball Evolution. And go into it thinking this. <laughs> Death Note is a fan fiction based in America. That is okay. Death Note. It is a fan fiction based in America. Okay. Um, performed by a if you if you want to think about this as well so like say uh you and i are in school we're in high school actually no we're at a juco we're at a juco and we are going to for our international audience that is a junior college um that we have here um so so say you're at a, a juco and you write a screenplay for death note and you get the kids in your drama department to do Death Note. That is what the Netflix Death Note is. It is a fan fiction that you wrote for an American audience that are going to go to Rose State University and watch this. <laughs> okay. That is that is what you have. I see what you're saying. Okay. I mean, it makes um, sense. Like, we had said that earlier, like, you know, and I think that rings true that it's like, this story taken and basically adapted to an American audience. I mean, it makes yep. sense for sure. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. You're going to love Dragon Ball Evolution. So Dragon Ball Evolution uh, is, and I've, ar I've argued this with people, um, Dragon Ball Evolution is a good movie. It is, a, it is a good movie. It is a fine movie. It is okay to watch. Now, I know there are people that are yelling at their earphones or their car speakers if you're yelling right now and you're listening in earphones i don't know why you're doing that because all the people around you are looking at you see look at the people <laughs> you're yelling look at the people around you they're like what um dragon ball evolution is a good movie when you think about it this way dragon ball evolution is a bunch of cosplayers filming a Dragon Ball Z movie at an anime convention. Wow. If you think of it that way, it is a good movie. If you're like, they, 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 they went to Akon, where they went to Anime Expo, and they gathered a bunch of, like, the first, like, Dragon Ball Z cosplayers that they could possibly find. <laughs> they took them all, and they were like, listen, White Goku... <laughs> We want you, we're going to do Dragon Ball Z here. And then that's what happens. So that's Dragon Ball Z. That is that is Dragon Ball Evolution. So if you think of it like that, it is a good movie. And you're like, yeah, man, if... these these cosplayers, they're all. <laughs> if you completely lower your standards to trash, exactly. this is not a bad it's movie. Like, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing, here's the thing. Would you rather, here, here's the thing for all you diehard Dragon Ball nerds out there. Would you rather watch Dragon Ball Evolution or Dragon Ball GT? Man, oh my god. There you go. Which would you rather have? Would I have never have thought of it that Goku way. And Pan and Trunks, who's an idiot? Or would you rather have. What's his name again? I forgot. Justin uh, Chatwin. Justin Chatwin. Or had Justin Chatwin as Goku. Which would you rather have? Dragon and Ball honestly, Evolution, bro. Yeah. Because you know why? Because Dragon Ball Evolution is only two hours. <laughs> well, it was just like, you're right, too. And that's like, 
especially GT like being so bad, man, because that's like the worst iteration of Trunks for sure. Exactly. He's just like, what? He's just an idiot. He's garbage Trunks for He's sure. So bad. Oh man. Yeah, you're right, so, man. Yeah. In that context, you're right. Like that is the lesser of two two evils for sure. Exactly. A giant think, douche and a turd sandwich. Exactly. It's like, you think America, Hollywood, ruined Dragon Ball? No. Akira Toriyama ruined Dragon Ball. Oh, Actually, God, I, have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea if Akira Toriyama did Dragon Ball GT. Uh, I don't Whoever think he did, did actually. Dragon Ball GT ruined Dragon Ball. Anyway, so what can we look forward to? Now that now that we've we've gone through all of that, what can we look forward to? So first one coming up on our list is, and I'm gonna American the crap out of it, Akira. Akira. Or if you want to be pretentious, Akira. Akira. Um, That's so all. Cut it up. Um, so I think. Uh, oh wait, actually, uh, let's see. Who's Joshua Seth is Tetsuo, right? And yeah, Johnny he Young is. R- yeah. Oh, no, wait. Is it the other way around? Oh, no, no, no. I think Johnny Young... Johnny, no, Young, Bosch think... is... Johnny Young Bosch is Tetsuo. Yeah, he is. Joshua Seth is Kaneda. Kaneda. Right? I don't remember. It's been... Joshua Seth is in it for sure. Joshua Seth and Johnny Young Bosch are definitely in the movie. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think the only thing that we really have out of this movie is, or yeah, well, like this is going to be Taika Waititi's directing, correct? Yeah, and like DiCaprio or something was attached to it? Gross. I thought I saw something like that, that it was like production or something. Let's let's not do that, please. DiCaprio's playing Canada. Ugh, gross. I'm like, seriously, just, just give us like, new young people be like star wars be like star oh, yeah. wars and cast unknown actors because you don't have to pay them that much that's true and then they get to be mega stars exactly and they're gonna give it their all because they're like oh this is hollywood movie i mean look yeah. at the perform well no i say that <laughs> then you get star wars well, you know what? I can't, you know, like, I, I was thinking Solo, and I was like, yeah, look what happened with Solo. But I'm like, you know what? He wasn't the worst part of Solo. You know what the worst part of Solo was? Everybody else. <laughs> I remember yeah. so many people thought that movie, like, were hating on that movie Solo, and then, well, I didn't watch it in theaters, but I watched it, like, when it came to Netflix, I was I like, this movie's really, yeah, I was like, this is really not that bad. Like, Oh, really? I fell asleep. I didn't think it was as bad as like everybody thought it was saying it was, but I don't know. But no, like it was it was fine when he was by him like when he was with those those like pirate dudes, like Woody Harrelson's crew and yeah. uh, the chick from uh Westworld, whose name I don't remember. Oh um, yeah. I thought they were I thought that was great. I was like, I'll watch this series and then they bring uh Emilia Clark in and I'm like Amelia Clark has never been a good actress. I don't know why you you put her in things other than you want Amelia Clark. <laughs> Got to um, cast those eyebrows, son. I mean, she was great in uh, Game of Thrones because she could speak 
a made-up language. Yeah. She spoke it with such conviction. Isn't um, every language made up? Yeah, but this is even more made up. <laughs> um, gotcha. It's like so she was great in that because yeah, but like did y'all see Terminator? Did you see that Terminator she was in? Yeah. With that was... uh, my boy, uh, who? Th- what? What is his name? I always forget. Jai Courtney, and you're like, stop. Jai Courtney, yeah. Like, stop putting Jai Courtney in film. He is not. He's not great, is he? <laughs> like that whole movie was doomed. Where they're like, guess what, everybody? We have Daenerys Targaryen and Jai Courtney, and you're like, oh. I'm good. Like, I don't but, need to see that movie. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, other than other than that, I don't know too much about the Akira movie, but that's one that it's gonna be tough for sure. And I don't know if they're gonna do like more true to the movie or try to get more of like the story of the manga you know what i mean but i think the point of the movie was like they didn't have enough time to include everything from the manga so it's just tough man like i don't i'm gonna probably go check it out either way just because like i just want to see how it compares or like what makes it over into this movie whenever if and when it happens but i don't know i'm pretty stoked about it yeah i mean it's it's one of those where I mean, they've got Taika Waititi, like, he's either in talks to do it or he is doing it, and, uh, I mean, you can't, I mean, it, it's like, I don't like the Marvel movies, but, I mean, he was, he did good in Thor Ragnarok, I mean, that was a good movie. Right. He, he, he you know, directed the crap out of that, so, um, and that, and have you seen... What we do in the shadows? No, I've heard about it, but oh, I haven't seen it. It's uh, it's pretty dope. That's uh, him and Charmaine Clement, I believe. Um, who are in that one? Yeah, like they like I think they directed and starred in it. Uh, it's fantastic. I also hear Hunt for the Wilder People is good. That's, like, the only other thing that I know he's been done. So, I'm sure he's done right everything. Right on. So, good, good for you. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> that one, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll see that movie. Like, I'll right, I'll yeah, for shot. sure. Or, or series. It'll probably be a movie. I don't see why it would be a series. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a movie. Yeah. What would be great is if they could somehow get it out before the 2020 Olympics. Uh, man, there's no way. That like, would be so tight, though. Well, unless they do something where they make it like they they keep it Japanese, but I, I well I don't know I I say that maybe you make like Neo L A instead of like Neo Tokyo make that like Neo L A because like that's what twenty twenty eight right yeah that would Olympics. be that would be tight actually I like basically you made San Francisco um, <laughs> could you could you make Neo San Francisco that would be you could. awesome. You could. I don't know if they will, but... Somebody get Disney on the horn. Neo LA would be tight, though. Neo LA would be amazing. Because then you could keep, you know, Tetsuo and Kanida. Um, it's not like Neo Oklahoma City. Um, you, I don't think you'd be able to get away with Tetsuo and Kanida and Neo Oklahoma City. But, <laughs> yeah. like, Neo LA, you could still use Tetsuo and Kanida. Johnny Tetsuo and Kevin Kanida. Actually, oh yeah, Tommy Tetsuo, Tommy, 
Tell me, Tetsuo, that should be that should, that's your new Xbox Live gamer. Tag. <laughs> Somebody can have that. Tommy you know, underscore Tommy Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin comma uh, underscore Kaneda. Um, but no, like I've yeah, I I will see that whatever it is. Um, next we've got your name. Or Man, I Kimi, love Kimi that Kimi movie. No Nawa. That movie is so good. And I think this would do really well as a live action. There's not really, like, any super involved effects, really. I mean, like, nothing that would be, like, corny to pull off, I don't think. And this is such a good story that I I think it could... Man, I will go watch this for sure, too. Because I just... It's such a compelling story and, like, an interesting concept. Yes. Like, definitely. Um... It's one of those where, uh, yes, you are going to, I mean, they, they, they are remaking it with uh, JJ, right? With what? Isn't it JJ? Oh, I think it was. I think I saw yeah. him attached to it, but. Yeah, so, like, apparently JJ is supposed to be doing it, um, which means that when that meteor hits, there's going to be so many lens flares, it's going to be super dope looking. Um, It's at twilight anyway, so it's perfect. (laughs) Basically, yes. Um, And we talked about this on, we we talked about this on your show, uh, where we, uh, the subs versus dubs. Right. Um, and cause like the, the subbing for it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, sorry, the dubbing for it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the story is somewhat lost in the, the yeah. dub version. It's true. Um, cause there's so much like quintessentially J- Japanese culture references. Exactly. Like, and, and there's, there's feminines and masculines that we don't really use in our everyday, con- like in English. Right. Everyday yeah. Conversation, whereas in Japanese, that is what you do. There are feminines and masculines. Whereas here, we're just like, no, we don't use yeah. those because we like easy language. And there you go. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I will definitely see this. There is something that I don't know. <laughs> I made a good joke and I need to find it again <laughs> in your subs versus doves episode where we talk about it. Like oh, the, about the, the, the about your name? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um, you'll remember. Uh, it's we were talking about the sake, which is a pivotal pivotal part in the story. Yeah, where she makes the sake, and I'm like, you can't do that in America. Like, yeah, when she's like, like spitting, what, what, like, what's she gonna do? Spit in a Budweiser? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what it, we died laughing whenever that. I remember that now. Oh dang! I mean, like seriously, what are you gonna do? She could get some hops, like spin into a can, and be like, "There you go, king of beers." <laughs> like, I don't know what she's gonna do. Like, I don't know what you're gonna do there, unless they do something super duper cool, which I'm not a hundred percent sure they would do. But it would be freaking amaze balls if they did it. Where instead of filming in America, why don't you have your Japanese cast? They speak English. Now, this this is a dream, which like. I don't think you could ever possibly do. Um, but you have a Japanese cast um, that are fluent in both English and Japanese. And you film in Japan. And you film the movie twice. Like, you just you just do... You just do an English version. Like, a, like an English language version. 
and then oh, you do a man. Japanese version. The exact same cast. Like, simultaneously? Simultaneously. I mean, Lord of the Rings shot three movies at once. That's and insane. Could, and, like, it would be amazing if you could do that. And so that way you keep it Japanese. You have zero of anybody coming at you for whitewashing characters. That is and true. You, and you have nobody think you're not taking away from the original story because you're using Japanese actors in Japan. Huh, like, that would you're, be you're not cultural appropriationing anything. You're keeping it Japanese in Japan with Japanese actors. They're just speaking in English. It's literally a simul dub. Exactly. You were you were doing the dub and the simul dub at the exact same time. That's man. That's not a bad idea. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. Though. I don't think they would ever do that. But it would. It's a it good idea. Cost, it would cost them a good chunk of money. Yeah. Like you, you, the the money itself would be ridiculous. Now you could do it to where uh, it would be tough, where you keep your your same actors. I mean, I mean, just keep just make an all Japanese American cast. I mean, they don't even have to be Japanese American. Like, uh, like an all Japanese cast that speaks in English and just film everything in Japan. I'd be fine if you did that, because like you can't do it in America. Like, good luck trying to do that in Nebraska. It's not gonna make any <laughs> sense. But they've got to keep the uh, newfound glory like music over like the sped up like cityscape like time lapse. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh god. I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when when you do like a uh a, oh god like aladdin was the last one to do like not even like a time lapse but just like a speed up in this newest aladdin movie and yeah. it looked so trashy <laughs> like dude if you get the chance to watch that movie we saw i saw it you saw it okay so yeah. do you remember in the scene where aladdin and jasmine meet for the first time and they're running from the guards yeah if you go back and watch it again, there are part when they're running from the guards, it is sped up little rascal style. I don't remember that. That's funny. Oh, watch it. It's when bad. you said I know exactly what you mean though when you say little rascal style, which is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Like watch it and you're just like, why did they do this? Huh? That didn't stick out to me when I watched it. But... Oh, it like I was already in like I was already hot in that movie when like. After Will Smith's opening song, and I was like, "Oh, we're in for something now." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it just kept getting worse, and I'm like, "Oh boy, oh boy." Let's also put 17 subplots in that movie. On oh, God, yeah, you know the fun subplot I'm talking about. Well, there was just, I don't know. That was the, another the, one that just the like... The ending plot where I'm just like, yeah. put that in here because it's 2019. That's the only reason you put that That's in true. the movie. They, uh, I knew that was going to be one that wouldn't live up to... Because people have such like a built-up like expectation for stuff like this. It's just, yeah. like, just like the Mulan thing, you know? Like, everybody's pretty heated that there's not going to be any music and no Mushu and like... I don't care about Mushu. I'm just worried about Shang. Yeah, that I heard he's not going to be in it. Yeah. I know he's not in it, and I'm just like... 
but it's just that thing, man. Like, it's just it, man. Like, if it's not the exact thing that I expect, then it's not good. Like, that's a lot of people's mindset, and I'm guilty of that sometimes, too, especially. But But when it's something that you're a fan of, when it's something you're a fan of, it's just tough. I saw people, like, crapping on the the, uh, Hakuna Matata footage that came out. Yeah, just because it's bland. Yeah, but I'll still watch it, though. I mean, they're still going to get my money, so it don't matter. I mean, I don't give Disney my money. I'm done giving Disney my money. I mean, we're going to go see Frozen 2. Dang. Um, I got to for the show. It was a good episode. I mean, it was a good episode when we did Frozen. I didn't do Toy Story 4 um, because I didn't want to. Um, but I did see... So technically, I'm not giving Disney my money. I'm giving Sony my money. But I did see Spider-Man. I oh, yeah. Spider- I thought Spider-Man Far From Home was really, really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Okay, so back to anime. So you're excited for your name? Oh, yeah, I'm stoked for that one for sure, man. I was such a big fan of that movie, so I'll go. And, and it's one that I don't think is too much of a stretch to adapt into a live action. So I, I'm stoked yeah. for that. I'll go check it out. As long as you don't do it subbed, because we we know problems that happen when you try oh, to do Oh, my sub. God. I'm having flash anxiety <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, all right. So out of the anxiety flashbacks, let's talk about Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Man, this is crazy. Me and oh, Luke God, did an episode that's... about this. And I don't know, man. Like, I'm gassed up to see it for sure. I did see a funny tweet about uh, is, is he is he not Cowboy Bebop. Is he not jazzed for it? He was. Oh, he was? Okay. Um, but uh, I saw a funny tweet about it. It was like, um, it's actually like referencing Westworld. So it was like Westworld, or as I like to call it, Cowboy Beboop. I was like cracking up, man. That's uh, so that's funny. That's actually really, really good. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm stoked. Um, the cat, we went through like all the castings and everything, and like. I'm interested to see how it's going to be for sure. And so yeah. I think that was, was that the first episode of ASP? Was that? The first episode of ASP was Cowboy. The movie, Bebop. right? No, was it the it was, movie? Oh, no, yeah, it was the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was the movie. Episode 100 was just straight Cowboy Bebop. Right. Uh, and before we met, um, I listened to a bunch of those episodes too. And I remember one of the ones I listened to was that, the Cowboy Bebop the movie one. And then you but, listen to it, and you're like, "Man, it sounded like they were both recording on one microphone in the middle of the room." <laughs> it wasn't that would bad. Would have been man. correct. Um, but yeah, me and Luke, we did that episode on it, and we were both pretty stoked about it. I mean, I'm just excited to see what they do. And I think I mentioned this earlier. It was just like the idea that this show, like Netflix, is going to bring this story that I love to an audience. That may have not checked it out before because of yeah. it being animation. You know what I mean? Like the, the story is compelling. And that's always the through line of why like these things are getting adapted. It's is because the, like the story is compelling enough for it to, you know, for people to think it has enough legs to, to, you know, get like this live action adaptation. So I'm stoked for it, dude. Yeah. Um, what was your I, take on it? I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm ready for it. I want to see it. Um, I, I definitely want to watch it, faux show. 
Um, I would like to see more things like uh, when people get cast in things, I want to see them in more things. Like with, uh, oh God, uh, with like Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah. When he got announced as Batman, I was like, okay, I want to see what else Robert Pattinson has been in. And I watched some things and I'm like, all right, yeah, he'll be great. I remember you talking. Uh, I remember you talking to Caleb about that. Yeah, because I was like, Cause, I've seen this. Can you recommend more?" And so he recommended a few more for me. I'm like, okay, I was gonna say he's he's the guy to recommend it for sure. Yeah, uh, same thing with like with John Chu. Like I I knew him from Harold and Kumar and Star Trek. That were the only things that I knew anything about. That's but all you need I, to know, baby. Uh, well, I mean, not I'm kidding. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I you know. I, I need to see him in some more stuff. But, I mean, like, I I think he'll be fine. Um, you have Alex Hassel as Vicious, um, Daniela Pineda as Faye Valentine, and, uh, oh, I'm going to uh, butcher your name. I apologize. Um, Mustafa Shakir. Oh, no, that's it. You Shit. nailed it. Is that how you say it? Yeah, for oh, sure. Sweet. Um but yeah, like uh, with uh, Daniela Pineda, it's one of those where you're like, oh, that's like, I've seen her in things. She not bad. I I think the last thing that I saw her in was she was in the Jurassic World. Yeah, Kingdom yeah, Pineda. that's the thing that I remembered her from. What do you think about no Ed? Uh, have they confirmed that they're not going to do Ed? Well, it just hasn't been announced yet. I don't know if it's confirmed that it's not. But... All right. Honestly, with Ed, I would be fine if you don't put her in the movie, like in in the show. I would be okay with that. Like right. if, you, if you make Ed an artificial intelligence, that would be fantastic. Because here's um, the thing with Ed: she's not important to the series. Yeah, that's what a lot of people had been saying, and I like the idea of the AI thing. Um, we talked about that. I don't know if someone had mentioned it or if it was something Luke thought up. I can't remember how we thought of this, but it was like. Um, having her as like the AI of the Bebop and this electronic yeah. database, Ed, like Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would, I would love that. Like, heck, that would be tight. Have them find, like, have them find her on some random place. Like, maybe she is that super cool uh, hacker girl, but then when they actually get to find the hacker, it's literally just a program. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I, I don't know. Or it's like one of those Ed, things. We don't know if it's not. Like a cute little robot type of thing. Right. And then just um, like plug her into the the Bebop and then she's great. Takes and over then, like Jarvis style. Yeah, exactly. That'd be so cool. And then because then you could literally like have the Bebop crew have like because like Spike has special glasses that he uses in like a couple episodes. Um Jet's got arm stuff. Faye's got whatever Faye has. Just give them like some sort of like earpiece or something, so that way Ed can constantly be in communication with them. So you get to hear, oh, yeah. ah, you know, stupid crap like that all the time. Right. Um, just the, do uh, that. Yeah, the old, uh, the old Avengers Bluetooth headphone thing. Exactly. Yeah. Then you could literally make her Jarvis. Um, uh, and you know the fact that Ayn is no longer a corgi. Yeah, I. But I saw an interesting thing that husky. they talked about it was like, uh, yeah, like the the husky thing was like 
the literally the way that they're shooting it, it's easier to have like a taller dog, like a husky, in frame, um, as opposed to having to shoot everything like super wide to include a corgi. So I was like, well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Even you could also like not have Ein since you don't have Ed, or you could have Ein and just keep Ein on the ship. Right. And then you just only interact with Ein when Ein is on the ship, like. Frazier's dad's dog who literally only was like <laughs> there and like jumped on his dad's lap so you could literally have you know when like Jet and Spike and Faye are like sitting on the couch you just have Ayn come up and go jump and jump on the couch right yeah that'd be and cool then, then you could have bits where like Ed is talking with Ayn like yeah. she somehow understands dog so like show a scene where it's like the red eye thing just talking to Ayn and then Ayn's like woof it's like that is so true yeah it could be like like uh could be have like the ship could itself could have like robotic arms or something that it could like pet Ayn or like throw yeah yeah like throw the ball with it something that'd be cool I don't know that's just interesting I'm I'm kind of with you man like I'm just ready to see like I'm ready to just see it like see what they do what direction they go with it follows the storyline or what yeah uh, and then the last two that we have, um, they, they've been they've been said that they were getting made. One on Showtime, one on I don't remember where the other one's supposed to be made. Um, but Naruto and Sword Art Online, like Sword Art is supposed to be like Showtime, which is Amazon. Um, huh. But then Naruto has also been like they said that they were going to do one in 2010, and then they said again that they're still working on it in 2015. So it's like, I don't know where that is. Is it just in production hell? Is it, is it, are they trying to be like, how we do ninja? Like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what their, what their thing is. But yeah, those are two that we still are like, they are going to come out at some time, maybe. Naruto and Sword Art. Yeah, I man, Sword Art. I'm more familiar with Naruto. Is like one that I never personally got into, but an interest, like a live action movie, would be pretty interesting. I'd probably check it out. Sword Art has a super, like a super cool story. I feel like, like the whole, you know, digital like Avatar thing. Um, I don't know. I think it could be done well. I think it could maybe come across corny too. Like, I don't know. I'm like in the middle on that one, but I'll check it out for sure. Is it is it supposed to be like a show? Or uh, a, yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to okay. be shows. I yeah, know, I mean, I'll, I'll probably check it out. I mean... It's it's hard to do anime, especially a long anime... Right. ...in two hours. Yeah, that's true. Unless you know... Well, I mean, I say that, but then... I don't know if you've seen the Roroni Kenshin movie. No, Excuse we me, did talk movies. about that. We did talk about that, and you said you thought that they were done pretty well. They are fantastic. They're yeah. They're they're really good. But I mean, that's Japan being Japan and being awesome. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are on Funimation. So I mean, if you if you have your Funimation, or if you check out one of our other podcasts and just click on the link, you can get two free weeks of Funimation. Um, watch those. I think they have them subbed and dubbed. You don't need to watch the dub; just watch them subbed. Um, <laughs> But, like, the sets are really great. The acting is really good. The sword fights, the fights, the characters. 
like they do that thing where like yes they are anime characters and like the anime characters in Roroni Kenshin were oversized and ridiculous because that's the way the anime was but and and they do that in a sense here but it's more like oh yeah no that's just a really buff dude that is not a 13 foot giant right yeah like, in it's the like anime it's like it's, it's not more... like you're gonna fight that big huge monstrosity guy from yu yu Hakusho. oh my god yeah <laughs> you ain't fighting him um yeah it's like more, more put in context of like mm-hmm. it's just like like you're saying instead of being like a literal giant it's just like some super yoked guy like i like that take of more making it more real quote unquote i guess exactly. i mean it's still it's still like a fantasy thing but Instead of just being some, you know, 10-foot guy, it's just, like, a super yoked guy. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it works. Like, the way they did it, they, they made it work. And that's the main thing. Like, they made it work, and they made it look good. And, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, good, it's just a good series of movies. I think there's, like, five of them. Right on. Yeah. That's tight, man. I have to check that out. I remember you'd, you'd mentioned those before, but we hadn't... I don't know if we decided we weren't going to talk about them or... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, this one's all, like, Hollywood oh that's and right yeah that's what it was that was yeah, more japan hannah, yeah uh, yeah hannah got me turned on to those that's tight shout out to like, hannah dang um yeah uh and then i guess the the other thing that's uh I, I sent you that promo i mean that that teaser for uh loop on the third the first oh yeah it's like cg though right yeah it's like that 3d cg but it's 3d cg that actually looks good yeah, I uh, somebody I work with sent me that, and they were like, is this like a Panic at the Disco? And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it looks like straight up, I write sins, not tragedies. Like, that's so <laughs> funny. I, like, died. I was like, dude, this is Luke on the third. Like, that's so nuts. But I can totally see it. <laughs> now that you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. I don't know that I would have thought that myself. It was, like, so funny that he just, he knows I like Panic at the Disco, too. So you're just like, is this brendan Urie or i can't remember what they exactly he said but i was just like oh my god they're making a loop on the third like oh, that's so god. crazy <laughs> oh man yeah uh, yeah so i mean it, it's yeah I, I i i'm ready for that one too i mean that'll be one of those like we don't get that in america until like the end of 2020 yeah probably december of this year so yeah. we won't get it for till ever like another year yeah after exactly, even so um, like, the only other one was the, that Legendary Pictures was doing a Gundam. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know anything about it, but I've, I don't think Legendary's ever let me down. So I'm like, man, like, how is this going to be? So we'll have to see, man. It, more stuff gets announced like that. Like, anymore, I'm pretty stoked about stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I always default to the thing I, I, I said several times this episode, like, I'm just excited that something I love is going to get, you know, rebooted or rehashed or brought to like a wider audience. So we'll just we'll we'll just have to see, man. I don't know hardly anything about it, but it makes me think that with Netflix doing all this Neon Genesis stuff and you just had an episode come out recently with Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if that's what Netflix is going for. If they're, you know, testing the water to see how Neon does on Netflix before they're like, guess what, guys? We're doing Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
everybody was stoked. It was like a year out that they announced it, and everybody was like gassed up, dude. And then they and were so, like, we're, we're redoing the dub. So I haven't, I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, just because today I was at the movie theater um, for two hours. And right, then I yeah. was uh, at uh, stuffing my face at the Japanese barbecue, because holy mother. Um, yeah, it looked bomb, too. Bro, it was delish. So what was the consent like yay or nay on the redub the redub man it was just like basically the gist of it was that it's just tough this is just a tough story so like it's like there's definitely like parts of the redub that we enjoyed um but i don't think that they ended up ever like losing really anything from the original dub there's like a, a couple like pretty contested points that were left out um especially with like in terms of like shinji's sexuality you know there's kind of like some bisexual is so like he's so fluid in that yeah it's like a river you're like oh i like ray but i made out with oscar but uh oh what is his name it's is is no what is his name yuki the uh it's something like that i can't remember his name he's up being like like, one of the last pilots yeah they like uh the seventh children also i hear that that's the thing too they call them children it was so weird yeah and like in the original dub they call it child but it's like i'm the second children i'm like what are you saying and they the organization itself nerve they call it nerve but and so I, I i'm hear, like i hear that some people call it nerve and some people call it nerve i know it was like so strange i'm like man so it was just like little subtle things like that but I mean, I'd heard kind of like mixed things. I think on the um, on the actual unlocked page, like on Facebook, someone was talking about Neon Genesis, and someone had mentioned that they'd like done some research, and so it's all secondhand. But that the the redub was correcting some mistranslations, and some of the mistranslations had to do with Shinzi's like fluid sexuality. So, which I think it's pretty overt in this in this redub that there are some some undertones there that you know kind of point to him being you know bisexual or something like that. But I don't know. It was like a point that people were like heavily contesting, and then yeah. I think one of the, like the the outro song wasn't "Fly Me to the Moon" anymore. Well, yeah, because I mean, you you couldn't get that from right. Yeah, and so sorry, can't get that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean. The, it was more of like an episode of like, can we make sense of this? And how does this kind of like compare to the original dub? It's just like, I don't know. Evangelion's pretty polarizing because it's like, it starts out as a completely different show than it ends as. Yeah. And it's like, it I don't know. It's cool children mechs and then it right. ends with whatever the heck's going on with shinji yeah well it ends up getting i don't know it's like borderline pretentious at the end like up its own butt like about yeah i try like how heady it is and how like introspective it tries to be a lot of people were like talking about that but i don't know man it was a fun show it was like really a a bold like idea and concept and i thought it was cool man like i enjoyed it it was my first watch through watching it this redub is the first time I've watched it completely through from the start to finish. Yeah. It ends with uh, Shinji meeting Masato and them going yeah. on a cool car ride. I mean, it begins with that, and then it ends with right. Shinji choking out Asuka on a beach. 
Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, God. <laughs> that part killed me, dude. That's so, oh, I, I still remember <laughs> that. Did they keep the, I think that was in the e, the end of Evangelion. Did they keep the, uh, the, the, the hospital scene with Shinji and Asuka? Yes. Of course they did. I was like. Is he so messed up still? Wow. Yeah, he's like, um, what did he say? He's like, I'm garbage or something. Oh, but that's not even cool. My friend, uh. My friend uh, Jacob that I had on that, J-Train that, that I had on that episode, he hadn't watched End of Evangelion yet, and it's kind of like the alternate ending, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, you haven't watched it yet? <laughs> he was like, no. And so I had told him, like, dude, you gotta let me know when you're watching it. <laughs> and he, like, texts me, like, at that scene, he was just like, bro. <laughs> I was like, well, it's, it's I know, those, man. Like, that was one of the things, like, the, there's very few things. I mean, like, I, I remember Neon Genesis Evangelion, but when I talk about it with like Carl, who like we were really big into Neon Genesis Evangelion, like I'll send him like what did I like what did I do on my summer vacation? And it's just like Shinji laying in a bed, laying like it's like four pictures. Yeah. It's like Shinji laying in a bed, Shinji laying in a bed, the hand, and then Shinji laying in a bed. And I'm like, right, yeah, no, that that was my weekend. <laughs> Freaking uh, listening to the little ambient music or whatever he listens to the whole time. And he goes all the way to 24 and then goes back. It's, man, yeah, it's an interesting show. It's like, I don't know, people, I've heard people talk about, that's my favorite show. And I'm like, man, I don't know that I would go that far. It's but like, if that's your favorite show, you're messed up in the head. I mean, like, it's, it's a, a, I mean, like, when the director or, like, the creator's like, this is should not be anybody's favorite anime show. Like, I wanted to tell a story, and you guys, like, were like, this is the best anime ever made. And he's like, no, it it's not. Yeah. It's, it's really not. D- do they at least keep the cool, like, my favorite episode of Evangelion? It's the one with Shinji and Asuka, and they're, uh, they're trying to do the, like, they have to be in sync. They kept that, yeah, okay, with like yeah. the dance, like my, dance revolution yes, pads. The dance dance revolution <laughs> one. That is my favorite neon episode. Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. That one's pretty good. Oh man, that's that's good. Ah uh, man, well, uh, well, thanks for coming on, Mister Harold of the Tunes Tunes podcast. Somebody, yeah, that man, we should listen to around Oklahoma City. Right on. Um, congrats on that, by the way, in the Oklahoma Gazette. Thanks, brother. Yeah, it's, like, always crazy and, like, super random to get, like, mentioned in these things. I'm like, who the heck even, like, knows about my show? Like, so cool. Kind of sucks that I wasn't mentioned, but, you know, whatever. It's because you, you, you up <laughs> up and moved away, my guy. You're going to get mentioned in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be tight. That'd be tight, That'd, that'd be tight. I will say, like, just looking at this, it's like, eat the veggie burger at the press. I never went to the press. Press. Is it good? The press is pretty good. Yeah, it's out in the in the plaza. Uh, they're also like, see, this is the thing that like confuses me. So like, listen is listen to Harold Stories Tune Tunes podcast. Read Blankets by Craig Thompson. I don't know what that is. Everybody loves the pump bar. What is dude? That? The pump the pump is tight. Is a gas station. It's a, it was like an old gas station down yeah, off like okay. 20, it's like 23rd and Walker, but yeah, they've converted into a bar. It's pretty tight. Here's the question. Is their tap really just like the old like gas, like the little gas filler upper things? 
The tag. Oh my god, it should be. That's a missed opportunity, yes, bro. Exactly. That's a that's a ridiculous missed opportunity. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's funny. And uh, then, a cool. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say a cool thing about the pump is that when you go to the bathroom, they're playing, uh, they're perpetually playing the Harry Potter series audiobooks. So, like, no matter where you, no matter when you go to the pump, anytime you go to the bathroom, it's always going to be playing Harry Potter, the audiobook. That is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty tight. (laughs) Like, that's so freaking cool. Uh, dang. And then experience red dirt poetry at Sost on Paseo. Is Sost a yeah, place? It is. Okay. They uh so what I think this like thing is is like on that same page like lower on the page is like a specific person's picks and so they're like, "Oh, we talked to James about his specific things on these questions." And so I think they have like they'll have someone in like a guest person to contribute just their favorite things but i think what that was was like someone randomly like at the gazette was like they someone they were like hey pick your favorite stuff this week and we're gonna feature it and like the things that people should check out in the city or whatever i think it just maybe happens to be like a friend of mine or someone i know or someone that knows the show happened to like get picked to feature their picks this week or whatever maybe it was that girl who didn't go to the uh take the free tickets the akira (laughs) yeah probably was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, okay so 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 i said all that but i didn't mention watch so there was eat watch listen read love and experience so i didn't get to watch because looking at this i'm looking at the watch and i'm like really who who in oklahoma is like big mouth on netflix is the best thing to watch <laughs> I'm I don't like, have no bro, idea, man. Know your audience. That show is crazy, like, though. Nick I Nick Kroll is bananas. Show. Yeah, like Nick Kroll is great. Uh, freaking John Mulaney is awesome. Yeah, like, dude. Everybody in that is really, really good. But I don't think I'm like, yeah. I watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Put it right. In yeah. Game, you well, know? yeah. It's like I, if I was sat down and asked, like what is something someone should watch that you know of of all the things yeah of all the things you've seen that most people don't know about what would it be i don't even think big mouth would be up there i'd be like go watch anything john mulaney yeah not big mouth it'd probably be outlaw star for me but you know that you knew that already oh no you I mean, you, you've got that Katow Katow blood in you. <laughs> Girl, good old Asha Klein Klein. Man. Oh, man. So, so Harold, so I think we can say that there's good anime adaptations and bad ones. We talked the good ones, we talked the bad ones, and we talked about the stuff that we want to see in the future. Yeah, man. Um... It's about, like, how we ended on the sub versus dub thing, you know what I mean? It was, like, there's always stuff that where like, you talked about the Roroni Kenshin. You're, like, watch that subbed. Yes. And you're, like, basically, like, the go, my go-to dub guy. And so it's, like, you know, it just shows, like, there are things that, you know, are should be watched a certain way. So yeah, I think that's true for, like, these adaptations, man. There's, like, good things and bad things about each of them, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know... Yeah, 
I, I don't know anybody who doesn't have Netflix. So get your Netflix and watch some of those J dramas. Yeah, I need like, to check them out. There are a lot of them that are based on, and if you can, I don't know where you can possibly watch it, but watch Here is Greenwood. It's so bonkers, so bizarre. <laughs> it's amazing. I've seen you. I mean, you've talked about like the K dramas too. Like, oh god, dude, I'm all so those K dramas, man. You've talked I, to me. You're like the first person I've really heard talk about those before. So I remember I, James watches the K dramas too. Oh, right on. Yeah, we talked about that for a little bit. It was like, hey, cool, man. Did you see? Did you see Mr. Sunshine? Be like, yeah. It's like, oh, it's a show. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Sunshine is still available on Netflix, so go watch it. And then Tight. Watch, watch... Big Mouth, right? Big Mouth, yeah. Watch <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's either Kingdom or The Kingdom. You'll know which one it is because it's the one with Koreans and zombies in it. Oh, um, dang. Watch that one. It's only like six episodes like for season one. Like Season two is coming, but it's like, yeah, it needs to come now because I need it um but yeah watch that it's some good stuff it's like ancient korea like feudal korea and there's zombies it's pretty dope man ah man so uh harold thanks for coming on man right on man yeah thanks for having me no no problem so where can everybody find you social media wise yeah for sure uh you can follow me like my personal uh accounts like harold story uh, S-T-O-R-E-Y, so get it right, get it tight. Um, on, uh, for Tunes Tunes Podcast, yeah, it's just, it's T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S, and then it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me on those. P- probably post the most on Instagram, uh, but I try to, ke- yeah, I try to keep the cross-promo going, though, for every, you know, every episode we put out, so. And where is Tunes Tunes available? Yeah, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. How'd you get on Spotify? My stuff's been stuck in Spotify limbo forever. Dude, I have no idea because, like, you probably submitted it, right? Yeah. And I did the same thing, and then I had a friend that only uses Spotify, and he was like, hey, your show's on Spotify. I was like, oh, I guess I got accepted. Dang. So it's just, like, randomly one day will appear on there, and it's, like, every episode of... Every episode at once, yeah, and it's just like what? Dang, uh, and yeah, and we will put the links for that in the show notes so you can check out Harold and Harold's podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Uh, we also have Facebook Animation Station Podcast. All of our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, maybe on Spotify one day. And coming soon to the YouTubes. Oh snap! Oh snippity snaps! And we've got we got stuff going. I got I got Ali from New Zealand working hard, doing the stuffs. So we're working on it. We're getting that YouTube up. Um, I have to outsource to New Zealand. Uh, so there you go. That's that's how you got to do. Um, outsourcing to New Zealand in order to get this. I've got alley and like four sheep and they are helping me here um (laughs) geez uh so yeah so you can find us there um also on our website animationstationpodcast.com um if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about uh any comments uh any of them sponsorships yeah hit us up 
um, you can DM us on any of the social media or you can shoot us an email animationstationpodcast at gmail.com Harold man thanks for coming on right on brother thanks for having me out oh, no problem so for the animation station podcast I'm Josh and for Toons Toons podcast I'm Harold bye bye little butterfly bye bye